This week's episode of I've Got Nothing is brought to you by Bondage again. There was a lot of it in this season. What is this podcast called again? I've Got Nothing. Who came up with that? One Kinky Freak. Aw, shit. Welcome to I've Got Nothing, the most unnecessary format for a podcast since Lost was on the air. I'm Colin. I'm Alex. And this week, on the final stretch, with one week to go before the final season of Game of Thrones premieres, we are talking about Season 2, Episode 10, Valor Morghulis. This episode originally aired June 3rd, 2012. It was written by show creators David Benioff and D.B. Weiss and was the last episode of the show thus far to be directed by a frequent collaborator, Alan Taylor, who actually had to leave reshoots on this episode early to go start production on Thor 2. Uh, fun little trivia there. Um, cool. So Game of Thrones Season 8 airs in a week. We're going to nail it. We're going to make this happen. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. This, uh, this episode was like 10 minutes longer than normal because they wanted more time to kind of resolve the like after the fallout of the, the Battle of the Blackwater, which I thought was interesting. It felt long. I mean, it is what it is. Because um, there was a lot of stuff that I'm thinking back to season like three, and I was like, oh, we have still the journey to go. Like, when we were first starting this episode, I mean, we got through it all pretty quickly, but, um, yeah, it was a long one for sure. It was, I felt it. Um, a lot wanted, of threats. I mean, you know, we don't have it anymore because so many people have died, but, yeah, th- like, from it's like from this point to, like, mid, probably, like, season five, where it's just, like, you, there were so many characters and so much was going on. Also, did you see that yeah. picture of Gwendolyn Christie at the premiere this week? Yeah, oh, iconic. She awesome. Iconic. Such a good dress. Yeah. And it's the way that it was shot. Everyone just, like, did such good work. Yeah. Such good work. Um, no, I'm excited. Uh, what time does it premiere? Uh, I... You know, that's a good question because we always watch through HBO Go and it's always like vaguely on at 5 p.m. or something. If you recall from two years ago when we started on season seven, it would always be like late evening or late afternoon. We'd start. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, We just want to be a part of the cultural conversation. Yeah. Twitter is great. Um, Cool. So we jump right into this episode. Tyrion. No longer the hand. Fucking ugly ass face. So in the books, his nose got cut off. Yeah. Which kind of, now that I'm thinking about it, I guess would make him look like a pig, which I guess is more insulting. You can go look up like, yeah, no, that that pig is set off. And you can go look up like artist renditions of what Tyrion looks like post book two. I think it's a smart decision for them not to make Peter Dinklage wear a prosthetic cut off nose. nose. For I mean, they'd have to CG it. Yeah. Coming after this one. Yeah, that <laughs> that was a very good executive decision there. Yeah. Some things just don't play out as strongly in books. No. Yeah, or in those movies, yeah. They've made some smart adaptation choices, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, that was a really good one. Um, so, yeah, because Tywin comes through, um, we then jump to the hall wherever um, everyone's being awarded for their brave in their honor what a fun little scene everyone's just kind of flexing like yeah they're all play acting because that's what you have to do right that was so loud um so yeah Littlefinger gets Harrenhal 
Um, Lord Tyrell marries off uh, Lady Marjorie. Um, I just love so I just love looking back now on Cersei's look of just like how much her smugness was of like I figured something like you're out of the picture. I don't have to worry about your bitch ass. Only to have another problem with another woman, yet still doesn't realize that she actually is the problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just traded out someone you hated for someone else you hated. What, Cersei, why in that moment were you happy? Cersei doesn't have a lot to do in this episode, I guess, is like make up for how much great scenes she got in the previous one. But yeah. Yeah. It's like Tywin's back, and now he's running the show again. Yeah. Daddy's back. That really did what it felt is what it felt like and what it was. Um, cool. We then go jump over to Lord Varus trying to recruit. Um, I'm always curious if at some point there was a bigger plan for, for Lord Roz, because as I, yeah. I, I might've told you, I don't know. That's a character that's not from the book. She was created exclusively for the show and she's had something of like a character through line in seasons one yeah. until three. And then they just kill her. Yeah. Spooky. Or not spooky, which is weird. Like, doesn't really have a lot of value. Um, at least from what I've like, seen. I mean, why, season one, maybe. Why would you waste our time on this character that, like, isn't from the books? I, and, you know, she she has an important role, I guess, but they do. Yeah. like, But, like, she's a sub. Like, you know, that thing where, like, she gets taken captive because Cersei thinks that she's Shay. Like, that's another character from the books that they just don't use. So yeah. it's a one. And, and yeah, I'm. Yeah, like I, I can kind of map out like why they felt they needed her, but generally it seems like they were setting her up to be someone important. Like I, I don't know. I guess like the equivalent is how. Have you ever watched The Walking Dead? Not one. Bit. So, but so are you aware that Norman Reedus is an actor who's on The Walking Dead? Yes. So he's like now that Andrew Lincoln's gone, he's the biggest character on that show, and he's not from the comics. Like that was a character invented exclusively for the show and he's gone on to have this like very integral role basically serving as a co-protagonist and now probably the main protagonist so it's like when you and that you know if you're gonna go out and create a character that like isn't from the source material that's kind of the question and and make us focus that much on them like you better have big plans but Raj is just kind of like yeah, she's used by Littlefinger, and then she's used by Varys, and then she's ultimately used and killed by Joffrey because he's a fucking psychopath. Yeah, right. So I don't know. Like, yeah, ultimately, if your through line was just to be killed by Joffrey and save some time for you and Bo- and Shay, um, I don't know. I haven't seen season one yet, so we'll see. You're but about to. You're gone. About to. Um, cool. So we then jump over to Brienne, fucking killing dudes. She wrecks Just shop on those guys. Fucking destroys. Has her own little bit of joy, which sometimes I'm just tired of Brienne. Of just like no, so great. much of so much of her stoicness, at least this season. I was like, I get it. Um I, I've never had that opinion until this season. Um and th- this episode I was like, I remember why I love you. I remember why. Because of shit like this. And then she did, yeah, too fast, one slow. Ugh. That was so satisfying when she dual wrecked wielding. shop on those. She was dual yeah. wielding, which was super cool. She just appeared with knives, but like swords. Like well, she no, just she pulled, pulled her sword out. and then pulled another guy's sword. Yeah, just, like, went went all crazy. I loved it. Yeah, she's like an old school samurai. You know how like samurai have a big sword and then like a little brother sword mm-hmm. to go with their big sword. 
Yeah, she it. had the little brother sword. Same shit. Same energy. And so the sword doesn't get lonely. Exactly. Uh, Lady Catelyn, and then we jump to Lady Catelyn talking about Walder Frey and warning. Hey, she was right. Well, so, well we Rob got, got married. Yeah. Well, yeah, Rob gets married late. Yeah, skip ahead there. Married, but, and then, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. The, the, the gradual fall of Rob Stark is so, like, I just, I don't know. I really love the, like, the beat to beat, like, you know, if, if Catelyn hadn't released Jamie, yeah, then Rob probably would have taken her counsel and still married the Frey girl, and then he wouldn't have gotten killed, you know? It's like, yeah, from season one to the end of season three, that entire plot is so well done in terms of just, like, the little mistakes that build up and feed into uh-huh. one another and leads, like, the guy that you, we all thought was the hero getting killed halfway through the show, you know? Yeah. Oh, no, 100%. Like, you, you, he doesn't ever do anything that really puts him in the position of, like, oh, he really fucked up. But, like, there were so many, yeah, there's so, there were so many of those just, like, little things. I mean, marrying is, marrying someone that you love to us, like, didn't seem as big of a deal. Um, Plus, we also don't get that much exposure to Walter Frey until it's too late. Yeah. Um, So, like, I think that's a part of it, too, of us not realizing the gravity watching. Which I was reading a fun quality. Twitter thread this week about how uh, book fans of Game of Thrones keeping the Red Wedding a secret <laughs> from show I saw fans that. has been the, the, was the last great act of, like, <laughs> human cultural <laughs> kindness. Yeah. Which, like, I get because it's, like, it's Ned Stark's death, the Red Wedding, and then Jon Snow's death where, like, after all those things happened, show fans were like props to people who read the books because like we didn't, no one saw this coming, you know? Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, I didn't, uh, but then again, I see nothing coming because you're watching backwards. I don't care what Diva says. That's how it's going. Yeah. I mean, we have to finish it. Um, she's got a guest on season eight. Yeah. She better. I think she has this. She has a weird affliction um, with this uh, weird relationship dynamic. Um, so we jump over to Stannis choking out. And she should have died. He's I'm just saying. Murder. Yeah. Like if he if that scene ended with him actually murdering her, I would have been like, all right. Like ultimately, it doesn't matter in the end. Like I'm you die. Prediction dude. right now that Melisandre is going to show up in season eight and have like one scene. And then die immediately just as like, a, okay, we, we took care of that character, you know? We need to. She's not serving any... Like, I'm fairly certain we're just looking around like, why is she still here? Like, She I served don't, her purpose. Yeah. Unless her purpose... Unless she finds some new purpose. But her purpose is like conning people. So like, I don't think you have anybody left to con. Like, you had your biggest con dude to con. Yeah. Um... Like, we all, we all know the gig is up. You're just, like, hacky now. Um, but, yeah. I, I literally wrote the line of, how is she still alive after this? She, like, because she can make a movie out of fire, basically. Yeah. Which Also, I, people have been, like, doing big rewatches of the show to prep for next week. And so a lot of people have been commenting on, like, yo, so season six shows that Melisandre looks like the old lady when she doesn't wear that necklace. But there's a ton of scenes earlier in the show where she's not wearing that necklace. And I feel like, um, 
I don't know. I feel like Brian Cogman got fired off this show because, like, every time he shows up in these show notes that I look up for you, it's always him just explaining, like, yes, book fans, that thing doesn't make sense or, like, this is inconsistent with the lore. We were just in a rush yeah. to get the episode made. Because <laughs> it's, like, a ton of stuff that fans come forward and being like, well, okay, so this is, like, incorrect according to the established history or this is incorrect yeah, according yeah, yeah. to, like, the religion of those people. And he's always just like... Ah, you're right. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Episodes made an error. You know, we can't fix it. I, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> you're this, like, good point. Yeah. He like <laughs> he owns up to it, which is almost like a bad thing. I think if you're a creator. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but like transparency. Um, I'm down with. But I also like. I think is also accepting of like these are super fans. Um, anyone who's able to point out those like. Because, like, I, I think I remember, I don't know if we've talked about it or it was me and Maria, but I was, like, I think we were, like, I think Maria and I were watching, it's like, she's not wearing that necklace, and, like, said something, and we both kind of yeah, looked no, over. Yeah, a lot of people have pointed that out, I've noticed. It's I'm, uh, it's pretty funny to me. Yeah, and I, we both kind of just shrugged about it, like, oh. Which, like, you know, I, I'm not, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm old enough now to, like, not worry about the in, individual minutiae of this shit like in fantasy and comic book stuff where like you try to find ways to, I don't know, solve the mystery or like, Oh, I've, I found flaws. The whole thing is now irrelevant, yeah. but it is funny to me. No, a hundred percent. Given like how this is, you know, pr- probably ne- o- like only next, only Harry Potter is more of like a mapped out and like pre-planned universe than game of Thrones. Like game of Thrones yeah. is such uh, uh, like, you know, everything is important. Everything is kind of set up from the beginning to get you there. Mm-hmm. So it's funny when you find these little inaccuracies. Right. Yeah. Despite I, like, yeah. And I'd also say it's easier to find something in a, in a show than it when this like in something that is 20 or each 10 hours long versus a movie. Um, that's a few, that's two. Um, you have a lot more things to critique. Yeah. So, like, that's, uh, if you're comparing Harry and Potter And when you're adapting something as dense as Game of Thrones, like, you kind of have to choose where to focus your efforts. Yeah. And it's, like, I don't think the, I don't think that the scene with Melisandre where she becomes the old lady is, like, any less powerful because maybe she's not wearing that necklace in other scenes and it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, you could probably make the argument that, like, it could just be some sort of jewelry. It doesn't have to be particularly well, that also, necklace. just, like, making a TV show is fucking hard. And a lot yeah. of decisions about the creative direction of it are made on the spot, in the moment. And you just kind of have to go with it. Speaking of that, I- I'm going to jump ahead a little bit, but this is really funny. So, at the end of this episode, um, where they're, like, the Dorthraki are all looting uh, Tyler yeah. Perry's, like, palace. Yeah. So, that line that Jorah says, um, take all the golden jewels. So... According to the show notes, uh, they, like, decided that on the day while they were shooting, they wanted that line. But they yeah. couldn't get their language specialist on the phone to tell Ian Glenn what the line would be. But Ian Glenn had spoken, he had worked enough with the Dorthraki language, like, in the two seasons he'd been yeah. shooting so far, that he kind of figured, okay, I think I have enough of a handle on it. So they're like, all right, so just say something and we'll get it. So he said what he, he he said take all the golden jewels but what he actually said like in the literal translation was the remaining valuables are for loading. <laughs> oh, I like that a lot. And I love that some nerds who know the Dorthraki language had to go find that out. 
Oh, I love that so much. Yeah, but like that's my point is like you make these decisions in the moment because you're on this train that weighs a hundred tons and nothing can stop it and you just have to get it into station as best as you can. Yeah, no, 100%. That's amazing. Uh, cool. So we, uh, we get back to Reek. Um, don't you love the whole, the siege that's not a siege? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, it was building up for another round two and you're like, wait, how's this going to go? Like they're just, they're all talking about it, but you never actually see the army because they spent all their money on Blackwater. Yeah. So they can't even afford it. You just it. have a fucking horn. Yeah. Like you don't even have like a CGI overlook. You just have like, there's a dude with a horn. Uh, Let's see. I like his line of like, I, you're not the man you're pretending to be. Um, Theon's got a good little scene in this one. Yeah. And then he's like, I've gone too far to be anything else. I, I write LMAO. Theon's going to get his minute. And then they just, uh, they take it away from him. Like that is, that at its truest self, I think was Theon like fulfilling like what he thought he should be. Like giving that big rousing, like rowling speech. Mm-hmm. Um, like that was what I think he was like, he's been waiting for and he got it and then got knocked the fuck out like a bitch. Uh, let's see. And then they just kill the old man for fun. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's how it happens. So in the, so the, in the books, um, I don't remember the specific details, but basically, um, I don't think I've told you this before. So yeah, so basically in the Ooh. books, like Theon's capture and like holding of Winterfell is a big part of the second book. And they take what they think is a Bolton stronghold like early after they've captured Winterfell and mm-hmm. they find a man in the dungeon who says his name is Reek and he he's a prisoner of the Bolton. So Theon frees him and then like recruits him as his like advisor because he knows the area. So yeah. Reek is like, his, so so basically the role that Ralph Ineson, like kind of the, hen, the the henchman in this season, yeah, that's actually Reek in the book. So he's the one that kind of urges Theon to kill the boys from the farmhouse to prove that like he's strong and killed the Stark kids. Yeah, yeah. And so at the end, he's the one that turns Theon over because the reveal is that Reek has been Ramsay in disguise the whole time because no one knows what Ramsay looks like. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. And I, like I think that. it works fine what they do in this, but that would have been a, and, and you know, the introduction of, and, and it makes what they do in season three where like, you think Ramsey's a good guy until it's revealed. He's not. Yeah. But it's still interesting that, you yeah. know, that's wild. No, that's wild. Cool. Uh, so right before our next scene, we're going to, uh, jump into our sponsor for the week. You have a sponsor. Yeah. Right, so, you know, sponsor. I'm going to refill my tequila. Cool. So, you know, that, uh, Pod saves Tyrion. Well, Pod has Pod saved America as well. This uh, coming Christmas, Pod saves Christmas. I'd watch that. <laughs> I would too, right? Just Podrick coming up. Do <laughs> like, oh no, gotta get all the presents. You raise an interesting question. Are there holidays in Game of Thrones? Right. <laughs> There are I don't birthdays know. called name days where you celebrate, you know, that, that's cause for celebration. Yeah. But seasons aren't, don't work on a yearly cycle. So. So I don't know if there are holidays. 
I'm sure. I'm Which sure is odd because there's established religion, and religion is one of the nature. biggest causes of holidays. of holidays. Like they have to have like beer day or something, right? Like yeah. yeah, or King's Day. Like that has to be a thing. Like a day for the king. I might take uh, a deep dive into this and then report yeah. back for the next episode. Cool. Uh, but yeah, opening in theaters. Uh, Pod saves Christmas. I'd watch it. I hope Pod, Pod saves lives. Christmas. You too. It's well, like you, yeah, want the, I mean, innocent, you want like the 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 less involved people. Like you want Braun to make it through to the end. Yeah. You want Pod to make it through to the end. Yeah. All the people that are like you're more emotionally invested in. You're like, well, obviously they're more important to the story, so their deaths are more likely. Yeah, I keep seeing that image shared around on Twitter of like um, Danny and John sharing the throne, and then they ha- have you seen this? Yeah, I don't. I one of them's got to die. Yeah, <laughs> like I, that's. I mean, uh, every time I've seen it, it's been with a quote tweet saying someone like you, like this is not going to happen. <laughs> I'm also like, I don't know. I kind of like the theory. Uh, you know, uh, in the, the way brand that, being the Ice King. Well, just in the way that. Um, the White Walkers are the metaphor or like, you know, they're the metaphor for climate change and the whole kind of bigger political statement of this entire show and book series is like these humans getting caught up in these petty squabbles that in the grand scheme of things don't matter at all and ignoring the real threat and the theory that Westeros is lost by the end. Like the White Walkers win, and the survivors have to travel to Essos and flee. Which, in like that sense, like maybe Daenerys becomes a White Walker, you know, yeah. or something. It's like she gets her kingdom, but it's it's a it's a ruin. Yeah, that's true. Um, I I think it's something that like I I I'm ready for to be both with Avengers and this for the next few weeks, just to be like. You know, this is this is definitely different than what anything I was expecting. I uh, have I told you my Avengers theory? No. I'm starting to suspect that they're gonna literally destroy the entire universe. Yeah. I think what it's gonna end up being is like they just like did you you never watched Lost, right? Uh, no, but I know roughly about it. Okay, mad spoilers. Don't give a shit. Um, I think it's going <laughs> to yeah. be something where, like, the the, war, the universe that we've been following for 11 years essentially ends, but they yeah. find a new universe, and all of the, like, and so, like, all of the characters that are done, so, like, Iron Man and Captain America, like, they're they're dead in the old universe, but we create a new universe, and the, the characters that are... Like, you what know, about, the, like, the other 50%? Take, well, it's just, like, you know, it's not an accident that all the people that survived Infinity War, other than Captain Marvel, are people that Ooh, have OG. no more movies up ahead. Like, I think the Black <laughs> Widow movie's going to be a prequel. And, yeah. yeah, I think that going forward, it's, like, it's going to end up creating this new universe with all of the, like, characters who are going to shepherd this franchise on. And that'll also help them figure out, you know, how to work the X-Men into everything. Not that, like, I'm a fan of that, but I don't know. I think if they're, like, mm. being really ballsy, it might just be, like, we literally destroy this universe and the survivors go to a new universe and we go on from there. Mm. I don't know. I, I saw today that there was a, uh, that Nebula apparently gets to fight Thanos. Um, That's, well, obviously she does. Yeah, but, like, I, it sounds more like it's going to be a more rewarding fight than what it's led um but then like what i would have expected 
Um, yeah. I'm, I'm trying not like, I mean, I know I, I'm a hypocrite because I just gave a theory, but I'm trying not to engage too much in theories because yeah. I think that theories, especially theories about Marvel movies have kind of ruined the discourse of like film yeah, criticism. Agreed. Well, and I think it just comes, I, I think it puts unburdened expectations on films. Well, also, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I think that, like, the fucking, the screen rants of the world, like, they make their money off of just putting all these dog shit articles about, like, how Thanos can win and how Thanos can lose and all that. And, and yeah. like, you forget that, like, you're making a movie for the masses. I try not to click that. Like... <laughs> yeah, like, you're, this movie is for everyone, so whatever mm-hmm. it is, it's gonna be the simplest, most, like, easily-to-understand concept you can imagine. All of your yeah. theories about the multiverse, like, they're not going to be what you think because it all has to be distilled to a very simple concept. Yeah. But I mean, also at the end of, I also like come with the logical, like, I don't know, come with your level set. I, I think a very small amount of people thought that half the universe was dying um, beforehand. And I like mean, that- I realized it during the movie when I'm like, this movie's long. Yeah. And like, there's certain things that need to happen in a movie to like make a movie. And then I realized, like, we're not hitting those things, which is starting to make me think we're going to stop. We're going to yeah. end on kind of a cliffhanger. Yeah, but I, I, I think I think that I think in general, people didn't come with that expectation, which is like, I mean, that that's what happens in the Infinity Gauntlet comic where Thanos was first introduced. Like, literally, the first issue ends with him killing half the universe. Yeah, but I but I, I think most people didn't expect like it like no to follow to follow suit with that. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, um, I think that's why Endgame may well make $300 million its opening weekend. Like, I think that Marvel understands that, like, the series as its own marketing, as, like, a, you know, it's it's not unlike Game of Thrones, where, like, Game of Thrones is now in, gets huge ratings because everyone has to watch it when it airs because you want to be part of the conversation. That, like, well, and that's insane. Like, they haven't done press tours for it, like, they just did their first press event. Two They're on days press ago. now, but it's like only the ones who are alive. Yeah, like yeah. No, none of the dead people, all of whom we know are in the movie, are not yeah. on the press tour. Yeah. Well, and and yeah, and the other part about and also, I feel like it's not like a huge like. I feel like last year we were seeing constant new interviews. Yeah. From like the different teams, all like whoever they like. Because essentially they had three different um, casts, right? Like Basically, they, they yeah. broke people up, and then they were doing all of the interviews everywhere. I and love this that, year, like um, because IMDb, when you go to the cast of a movie, IMDb orders cast based on like current interest. Yeah. So because us and Captain Marvel are the two big movies in theaters right now, when you go to Avengers Endgame, the top build cast are Brie Larson and Winston Duke. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, <laughs> no, do you know who Kang the Conqueror is? No. So Do he's I? a major Avengers villain from the comics, and he's a time traveler. And his whole thing is, if you fuck with the timeline, he's going to come after you. Yeah. And I think he's going to be in the movie. Kang. Um, what about there's Adam? A, there's an actor named Hiroyuki Sanada, who has yeah. been in a ton of stuff, who's in the movie. But he's one of the few actors who doesn't have a confirmed character. I got you. And I'm just, I'm, I have suspicions. Do you think Adam Warlock's going to be there? I don't know, man. Like, he's yeah. in, Adam Warlock plays a huge role in the Infinity Gauntlet comics, and yeah. he was set up at the end of Guardians 2, and in 
the like you can go there are like production bulletins like trades to be like hey you know we need product pas for these projects and like the production bulletin for infinity war back from 2016 specifically name checked adam warlock as a character but those are usually intentionally falsified yeah so i don't because like in the in the infinity gauntlet comic it's nebula and adam warlock that basically figure out how to undo what thanos did yeah yeah because Adam Warlock lives inside the Soul Stone. So I don't know if they're going to use him or if they're going to... And, and this actor I just mentioned, he could be playing Adam Warlock also. It's just there, there are... Th- literally, you go to the IMDb page, there are three actors who aren't don't have character names. And I'm pretty sure two of them are going to be grown-up Cassie Lang and uh, Kate Bishop. Yeah. We'll see. That's like, I just... No, we're going to talk about it because... Uh, Endgame comes out the weekend that the Battle of Winterfell airs. Yeah, I'm, so we're gonna talk uh, about we both. got our we got our tickets Thursday. Abby's um, out of town that weekend. I'm gonna watch the Battle of Winterfell without her. It's gonna be bad. <laughs> oh, that's not great. Oh, I, well. like, we're literally we're gonna watch it and then I don't know. I, I like you and I are either gonna record or we're, I'm gonna go pick her up at the airport, come back, and then we're gonna record. Yes, we gonna figure out something. Yeah. Um. Cool. Robin Boo get married. We talked about that. And then Danny meets the war or goes to the warlock's chamber. Bondage. Yeah. Bondage stuff. Um, we go back and forth between it, but I just want to say, like, this was exactly what I expected it to be. I don't have any other for the Danny scene. I figured she would go in there, they'd capture her, and then the dragons would free help free her. Yeah, but you got um, a flashback with Aquaman. Oh yeah, you did. I get that nice flashback. Um, did you know he was in the show? Yeah. Okay. No, everyone knows it. Like, that's the weird thing. As I think it's so interesting of, like, in terms of, like, cultural presence, like, Cal Drogo and Ned Stark, for the fact that they were only in 10 episodes. Yeah. Like, still carry a lot of weight on the franchise. I I mean, Jason Momoa, for sure, because he's only in the first season, he was kind of the first guy to take, like, the Game of Thrones association and turn it into a star career because he did this yeah. and then he was in the conan remake which like wasn't good but still like he got he was a lead in yeah. the movie and he's had his own show he's had movies and he got cast as aquaman in like what 2015 or something so yeah yeah he really owned it but yeah to have such i mean but i mean even before like i i think i knew who cal drogo was yeah like even before all that like it's so it's so weird to me that like yeah, those two characters, I uh, if you were to ask me at the start of this, of like, when do they die? I would say like, like you told me, hey, they die. When do they die? Mm-hmm. I probably would have said, I don't know, season three or four. Like, yeah, there are two specters that kind of hang over a lot of this series. Yeah, which is wild to think about. Because um, I, I don't think I can name any more people who like, like Stannis has died. Stannis has been in the show longer than they were. Yeah. Um, but you don't give a shit about Stannis. Oh, fuck him. Uh, so that's like, and yeah, hold, I would, I would argue they hold a stronger presence than Rob as well. Um, like, you know, like I knew about Rob, but like didn't know, no. Um, cool. So yeah, Danny gets helped out. Uh, Arya then learns to say a secret phrase that I would have forgotten. Valor Morghulis. First time they mentioned it in the show. Yep. Valor. (laughs) Abdullah Ablangada. Oh, that's racist. 
Is that it? That said, you do have a friend named Abdullah who I hate, so I'm not gonna lie. No, the the Abdullah Oblongata. Have you not seen this? The Medulla Oblongata. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's like the way he says it is Medulla. You have you don't know this clip? Okay, whatever. Fuck off. Anyway, it's not racist. Um, so we then see Arya go back, um, and then we meet back with Osha. Winterfell is trashed. Uh, they gotta go peace. Um, so that's when Bran gets goes on his journey, and kind of renounces his knightlyhood or his kingship. The beginning of it. Oh, you want? Do you want to get hard? <laughs> Yeah, baby. Do you want to get hard? So fucking hard. So I don't know if this is true or not, but it's in the show notes, so I'm going to tell you. So apparently, Benioff and Weiss played a prank on Alfie Allen by giving him a fake script for this episode where Bran kills Theon. (laughs) But Alfie Allen ruined it by just kind of going with it. And so then they pushed it forward and said, but then Theon's going to come back as a White Walker. And Theon said, oh, I get it. It's a joke. <laughs> that said, I now hope that Bran kills Theon if Theon shows up in Winterfell and gets to see Bran again. Bran needs a kill. Bran, Bran needs kills a- as Hodor. Yeah, but he needs like a, I don't know. Like, Bran has killed when necessary. Bran's gonna fucking end up as... Did you ever play uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time? No. So there's a desert, like, region of that game where there's just this dude who hangs out on a flying carpet over this whirlpool of sand, and he'll sell you rare items. Like, that's gonna be Bran. No matter what happens, (laughs) Bran's just gonna be out there fucking meditating and not doing anything useful, like a weird-ass That's accurate. That's so super accurate. Um, so yeah, then Jon Snow stabs his his bud. Yeah. So was it, was I mean obviously you have the hindsight, but was it clear to you that like the half hand was leading Jon to do that to help yeah. Jon be undercover? Yeah. No, they, when he when he pushed him, you're like, oh, I get it. Yeah. I just didn't think Jon would actually follow through with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, Jon fell for it, man. Yeah. I didn't think John would actually fall, do it, and then he did it, and then like st- basically stumbled his way into being a spy. <laughs> Just trying to survive, man. I guess. Just trying to survive. Yeah. Um. So yeah, John Snow kills him, and that's that. And then lastly, Danny is back. She goes Zaro, and I knew he was broke. I fucking knew it. I felt it. Told you. He, was he fucking, sucks. I he warned sucks. you. In one of the rare instances of me giving you some foresight mm. about what where the direction the show was headed. I know. But and it's I know so... you're more woke than I am, so you were just like, whoa, a black person in Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, I like this guy. Yep, that's how that worked. Um, no, like, he's just a cool dude. Uh, like, he was, he was respectful to Danny, uh, which was the first, like, we haven't seen in a hot minute. Um, he seemed genuine about helping her out. Um, and I think in his mind he was trying, he was also helping her out, but he thought he was, but he was also being shitty and like, no. Um, but yeah, it turns out he was flat broke, but lying doesn't help anyone. Um, but you can steal shit. 
So yeah, they locked him up, and he's dead. <laughs> you ever get a confirmation that he's dead? What if he found a way out and like yeah. gets some weird revenge? No, no, he's dead. And I mm. guess that like, because the it was one of Daenerys's like handmaidens that betrayed her and was sleeping with yeah. him. And I guess that like the other handmaiden who died, there was a cut scene from that episode where the first handmaiden killed the other handmaiden, and they just they, they uh, didn't have time for it. I was wondering what that like. What like why that matter like her begging mattered so much? Yeah, because like I don't know you. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't owe you anything. No. But I, I figured that was the gist as well. But I was wondering why it mattered so much. Um. Cool. So we just got season one. One season left. One season. Um. Do you want to do ten episodes? I want to do the pilot. Yeah. I was thinking doing four. Doing pilot and then like four and four together and then doing the finale if you think the finale matters that much. Or um, no, sorry. Or no, because um, I, I forgot it's the semi um, episode nine that matters the most. I, you know, I here's what I think we can do. We do the pilot. Mm-hmm. Then we do episodes two, three, and four Yeah. as one episode. Yep. Then episodes... Four, five, and six as one episode, and then yeah. episodes seven, uh, eight, nine, ten. Seven, eight, nine. Isn't there an episode ten? Ten. Okay. Okay. Episode seven and eight, and then episodes nine and ten. That works for me. I think that works because cool. yeah, season one th- will fly by because it's all establishing yeah. shit. Yeah, like, and I think yeah, I think if we do ten episodes of it, it'll be the most boring, quickest fight. I was like, and I cool. Was like, I was thinking like. You know, we're going to we're going to go back to recording an episode a week for season eight, but we could record episodes during the week between episodes of season eight and like do a retrospective of seven or something. Oh, that'd be nice. So, yeah, yeah. Let's do the pilot next. And then let me go look through the episodes because I've seen season one a lot because it's the only season yeah. I have on Blu-ray. <laughs> let me look through it and I'll, I'll break it up for us. Cool. Yeah, we'll just do it whatever that way is. Um, cool. Cool. All right. Well, I've been Alex. I've been Colin. See y'all soon. Bye, bitch.